This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is presented by College Bar and Grill, 502 South College Avenue in Tempe, and online at ilovecollege.co. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy, and I'm Tom Callahan. Welcome in to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Special episode tonight. We're here at Gila River Arena. I've got my man Tom Callahan with me. Tom, first of all, welcome back to an NHL arena. What do you think? Uh, it's been a little while since I've been here, Scott, but not too long. So it's always comfortable to be back in a big building with a lot of seats. And uh, I don't know if the, the college kids can say the same necessarily, but uh, you know what? Looking forward to a great matchup here. You know, tonight it's Sun Devil Hockey again against Boston College. Um, a great game last night at, uh, at Oceanside where the Sun Devils came out with a 5-2 win. Uh, not indicative of the way the game was played. It was much closer. Sun Devils went ahead 3-2 with a minute 38 left on a great goal by freshman uh, P.J. Morocco. And then added two empty net goals. So a little bit deceiving in the score, but... The game was fast, it was physical, and I'm guessing we're going to expect the same tonight. Well, I would imagine, and, and BC is probably going to be even more primed to come out tonight and try to get a little revenge maybe on this ASU team. Uh, you know, they came out last night, first half, uh, just gave them everything they could handle. In fact, they had the lead. They were up 2-1 to one in the second period, and then ASU, as, as we talked about, had to kind of scratch and claw their way back in here. But they come out with a big win, Scott, for this program. And you know what? Uh, BC doesn't want to go home a loser. Um, they haven't excelled in non-conference play as a matter of fact I, I was reading just a little bit ago it's been two years since their last non-conference win which happened to be against Arizona State so I'm sure the Sun Devils do not want to let that happen absolutely and of course you know we talked with uh, some of the, the ASU players earlier in the week about the differences between Oceanside Ice Arena and, and Gila River I mean obviously this venue much bigger um, I thought it was interesting tell us what uh, what our man uh, Max Balanson had to say about playing here versus Oceanside well, Oceanside is a smaller venue, uh, and inside is very bright. It's it's stark white in a lot of places, uh, and the fans are right on top of you. And so it's a little easier to track a puck in that environment. You know, you got a white roof, white roof, low ceiling. Lighting is very immediate there. Here, there's a little bit more potential for shadows. You can lose pucks in the air against the seats. Um, the minute something gets above the dasher, if you're not really focused on where it is and where it was going, you can easily lose a puck. So um, that actually, more than anything else, could also play with the goaltenders on uh, you know, a, a puck around the rim or off the glass. They've got to focus a little bit more to know a puck handling goalie like Joey Decord to track that puck. That's really important. Well, Joey had another good game. I mean, he only gave up two goals, which uh, it seems to be his norm, right? Lowered the goals against by a little bit last night. So I'm sure we're expecting Joey to come back on a Saturday night and do, do what Joey does, right? Yeah, 35 saves last night, and uh, he's got to be plugged in again here tonight, Scott. We've often said it, but as Joey goes, so go the Sun Devils. But he's, he's played very well. He's getting sharper, I think, as the season goes on, but he also seems to be a guy who enjoys a workload. You know, he feels comfortable when he's got more shots on him. So, uh, you know, looking forward to another standout performance one of the guys that was pretty good last night didn't get on the score sheet was uh our man johnny walker right johnny walker on ice here again at gila river arena i'm predicting big things from johnny tonight so uh if he gets a hat trick tonight it's on me well, oh, all right. So, all right. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, so we've got our hashtags going now. We've got Johnny for Hobie. Uh, we've got Joy for Richter, and uh, we have another one, I believe. We've got a new one, and we're talking about Coach Powers' uh, Coach of the Year run. We're going to call it Powered by Powers. What do you think? 
Hashtag powered by Powers. I'll tell you what, if this team gets into the tournament, it's going to be awful tough to look past Coach Powers. You know, the job that he's done from start to finish here has been just unbelievable in, in my estimation. And, and I know it's tough as a college hockey coach to push the right buttons, to deal with the right players, to get the guy, right guys in the lineup. But, you know, for the most part, Coach Powers seems to push those buttons right all the time. Yeah, and you know what? Some guys have that. Some guys are able to motivate their players. Guys want to play for certain coaches, and that's why they're successful. And I think Coach Powers has his finger on the pulse of this hockey club knows not only what buttons to push, Scott, but more importantly, when to push them uh, and deliver those messages in a way that the kids get them and they respond. Well, we're going to wrap things up on this little introduction we're doing here, but let's talk briefly about Boston College and the skill that they have. They've got NHL draft choices all the way around the roster. Um, one of the guys, and we're tied into the Desert Southwest, obviously, so George McPhee, the general manager of the Las Vegas or the Vegas Golden Knights, was in town last night at Oceanside watching his son, Junior Graham uh, McPhee, play for Boston College. And talk a little bit about Boston College, what you know. Well, I'll tell you, again, we've talked about programs like Boston College, storied program, storied conference. Uh, these guys, don't forget they're leading their conference. They, they haven't played well out of it, but in the conference, and Hockey East is no pushover conference, uh, they're leading the way. So this is a very good program with uh, a coach who, I mean, he's forgotten more about hockey than I'll ever know. Than uh, both of us yeah, will yeah, then, then both of us will ever know because that, that makes a huge difference. It really does to have a guy behind a bench who you might be able to say has seen it all, Scott, and Absolutely. has so much experience, so much to reflect on, can keep a team calm when he needs to. And again, you talk about knowing the buttons to push and the time to push them. Uh, that's uh, when you have that kind of leadership behind the bench and the kids buy into that, they, they understand that, they're on board. That's exactly what that'll bring your team. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're in the uh, Devilish Dozen, as I like to say. We've got 11 games now in that Devilish Dozen, so Sun Devils need to win as many of those as they can get. Um, never hurts to have a little cushion, right? No, it doesn't. And uh, if, uh, Scott, I think you said 8-4 and four, uh, was the mark you said. So, okay, now it's down to 7-4, and four, if you will. Um, I don't want them to stop at 7 wins. And, and could they get to, to 10 over this remaining 12 stretch? Well, maybe. Not easy. Uh, and every win is going to bring a little bit more pressure and a little bit more focus on this program and people are starting to notice um, but i think the way they're built and the way coach powers has the mindset of this team i think they're going to be okay two things and i know we're getting a little long-winded here but two things i want to throw out last night i felt that pressure after the second period they're down 2-1 they got to come back they're facing the team it's very good i mean let's not overlook this that record just throw that out the window I and mean, when they come to play hockey and when you've got that much talent on the ice against you it's difficult but the other thing is we're down to three home games left right. after this including this one so we got two more at Oceanside the rest of them are on the road so if you're going to get it done you got to get it done and I think that's great preparation for a possible run into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it, it really does mean a lot because you're not going to be playing those games at Oceanside. Yeah. If you get in the tournament, you're going to have to go to a neutral site, um, which might be kind of hostile uh, right. towards your program. And so uh, knowing how to deal with that, the adversity of playing on the road, uh, all those things will come into play as well. But again, I think the mindset of this team is a good one. And I think Coach Powers has set them up from the beginning to be a team that's not going to overreact. Um, and they're going to look to him for the leadership. But they've got guys right down the lineup, the depth. We've talked about it. The depth, the scoring is well spread out. Guys step up, different guys every night. I, I think they're built that if they do get in, Scott, and they have that confidence with them, they could be a dangerous team. 
Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We've got some between-period guests to get on with us tonight. We've got some post-game stuff, of course, and I think we're even going to look at um, hopefully visiting with the coach, the, the all-time winningest coach in all of college hockey, Jerry York, and we're all done. Well, that would be great, and uh, Coach York, a uh, big supporter of this program, getting off the ground here, and so it'll be great if we do get a chance to talk to him to, to pick his brain a little bit. But um, you know what? I think this is a great matchup here, and I hope that we get, uh, meaning we, Arizona State, I've, I've got the we incorporated now, um, but I, I hope that uh, the program gets the, the, the attention it deserves for what's going on here in the desert southwest. All right, we'll be right back. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Welcome back in to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're live here at Sun Devil Hockey at Gila River Arena with the uh, first period intermission. We've got a scoreless first period between Boston College and Sun Devil Hockey. I got two super fans with me. I got Max. Hi. Say hi, Max. Hi. And I've got Carol with me. Hello. And the last name is what? Nyson. The Nysons. And you guys have a couple of banners for us that you guys have made, I think. So let's start with Max. What's your say, Max? Johnny for Hobie. Johnny for Hobie for Johnny Walker, right? Absolutely. Are you a Johnny Walker fan? Yeah. Have you had a chance to see him play out at the ASU at Oceanside? Yeah. I saw you guys the other night, and you were putting up that sign along the glass, weren't you? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Kara, tell me a little bit about your sign. What does yours say? Um, it says Joey for Richard. Very nice. And that's for who? Joey? The cord. The goaltender, right? What do you like to do when you play hockey? Score goals or stop the puck? Um, score goals. Right. And you guys are from Peoria, correct? So you're real close to Gila River Arena? No? <laughs> but you get a chance to go over to Oceanside too, don't you? What do you think is best about hockey? Um, That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I stumped you on that one. How about being on the ice? Is it nice to be in the cold weather when it's hot out in Arizona? Definitely. <laughs> Very good. So you guys are here at Gila River with us to watch the, uh, the Sun Devils play. Is it kind of nice to come to this big rink? Yeah. Are you Coyotes fans too or just Sun Devil fans? Um, Coyotes fans also. Very nice. So, how did you guys get interested in hockey? Um, my dad signed us up for Little Howlers. Right. And he kind of just put us out on the ice, and then we kind of <laughs> learned how to do it. So, do you have a competition with your brother to see if you can score more goals? No. <laughs> Max, what is the favorite thing about hockey for you? Goals. Scoring goals. How many have you scored? Uh, in the 300s. I like it. Are you going to be an NHL player pretty soon? I think so. Very nice. So tell me what you like best about Johnny Walker. What does he do that makes you happy? Uh, 
I don't really. You like a celebration when he scores? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate you spending some time with us here between periods. Enjoy the rest of the game, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Featuring the latest in both on-ice and in-line gear, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops has three convenient locations in the Phoenix area. Visit them in Gilbert, Peoria, or at the Goalie Superstore in Scottsdale. In addition to all the latest styles and big names, they have an extensive collection of pro stock gear as well. And Behind the Mask's price match guarantee means you'll get the best deal possible. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, online at BehindTheMask.com. Welcome back on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tom Callahan joined by father of Johnny Walker, Jeff Walker. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate you being here. My pleasure, Lefts. My pleasure to be here. I've got to ask you, uh, a house divided right now? You're a BC alum. you got BC going, but of course your son plays for Arizona State. Does it bring back memories of when you played for BC? <laughs> a little. I didn't play a lot, so <laughs> a little bit of memories. here. Johnny reminds me about that all the time. That, um, But, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see this. Uh, I'm ruining gold all the way, but it's an issue now. Um, I'm 100% behind Johnny, and I I never talked to him during the season about what to do or anything like that, but I sent him a text this week of saying, I want this one. Yep. Well, it, it, I, I imagine BC, a storied program, has been for many years, certainly was when you were there, but now you're watching Arizona State take its run at becoming a storied program and building and Johnny being a part of that. What does that mean to you? It's phenomenal. I'm seeing his dynamics throughout the season from beginning of the year, what's, what's Arizona State doing playing hockey, to, oh my, yeah, it's, it's not fair, they're going to get an arena and they can they can play in that atmosphere. And I'm starting to see something now, I, I don't know if I'm reading into it too much, where when we were BC, we were ranked the number one in the country three out of four years I was there, everyone was, our, was the Super Bowls, the Stanley Cup every time he showed up. Now with Arizona State causing such a disturbance in the in the rankings of you got North Dakota, Minnesota, Minnesota, um, those teams below them ranked. I'm seeing them going, who's this hot shot? Let's let's tell them what it's all about. And I think they get some of the best efforts because after the first couple couple shifts, they realize ASU's for real, and they're like, okay, we're not going to take this. So I actually think they have a little bit more of an X, X factor what they're facing every game now, especially as the season gets longer. Well, and as the season does wear on, they've got a bunch of games coming up on the road. And, uh, you know, you've been through that grind. You know what the college hockey season is like. I know you just said you don't talk to Johnny a whole heck of a lot. But uh, is there ever a time he comes to you and says, hey, Dad, you've been through this. What's it like? What can I expect? Now, Johnny knows it all. You kidding me? You just see him out there. He knows more than the ref. He knows more than the coach, you know. Um, now, we talk a little bit here and there, but it's mostly stuff about off ice and, and making sure he's preparing himself and being away from all the distractions. That's the stuff that he's, he's someone who wants to be there for everyone and help everyone and do everything that's asked of him. And sometimes you got to pull back from that. I see him sometimes during the week and I'm like, buddy, you're, you're tired. Go get some rest. Go nap. Don't come see me. Don't do anything. Just just take it easy and rest yourself. So that's, that's the kind of help I give him there. But well, that's that's te experience is the best teacher, right? So, I mean, you know, that's exactly what you can help provide for him. And, and maybe he can translate to some of his teammates. Absolutely. I mean, I, he's uh, I mean, I think from what I've seen, and I love your, your shows that you guys put together. From what I'm seeing is some of the younger kids are really leaning on Johnny on some of the different things about where to play, or when to go, when not to go, things like that. So I think that he's may not be captain. But he's definitely got a length of experience through juniors and, and things like that that he can he can bring them along. And also, it's nice to see. I think uh, coach is building a team 
of captains, if you will. I mean, I feel like there, there's a lot of that throughout this room. Absolutely. That's what I, the, I was trying to look at this BCASU matchup throughout the week. I see a lot of kids that were early commits, USNTP, but I don't know how many championships they've won, you know, as, as an individual. Now, Johnny's been through it all in juniors and youth hockey and, and uh, and these, all these boys, like you said, been captains, have won championships at the BC, the AJ, the USHL, the NA. So these kids have known what it's take to, okay, we've got through the first period, that was bad, we're gonna make it through. Like last night, third period, they came out swinging and they were there for it. I was talking to Martin McGinnis a little bit after last night's game, and he feels like some of his players just don't know how to score yet. And I, I think it's more that, like you said, crossed and, and the Holman of just going to that that next gear and try, trying to grind it out and make anything happen. That's the difference I see right now, and I'll see. Hopefully, I see that in the third period of this game. Well, Jeff, we certainly are looking forward to it, and appreciate your time joining us as always. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Absolutely. Take care. Hey, you want to get rid of that stink from the rink, or maybe wipe out the smell of smoke, pets, or other household irritants? When you need an organic-based odor, bacteria virus, mold, or fungus eliminated safely, naturally, and with no harmful toxins or residues left behind, call on OxyPow. For more information or to get in touch, visit OxyPow.com. That's O-X-Y-P-O-W dot So, Coach, your team just sweeped a, a team with 10 NHL draft picks playing local. What does that say about where the level of your program is right now? Well, I think it's Obviously, a great sign. Um, tonight, Joey Decord stole that game. I mean, we we did some good things. I, I thought we were actually the better team in the third period. I loved how our guys, um, for the better part of about 16 minutes there, um, controlled the play. We played our our game the way we need to play to be successful, and, and so really liked how our team closed it out. The Joey was great. Um, we were opportunistic. Um, and uh, finally popped the power play goal, and uh, it was good. It was a great win. You talk about controlling the play. Was there something in between the first and second periods that changed in that aspect of you guys? No, I think it was more between the second and third. We, we knew we, we, you can't get up and down in transition with these guys. You can't turn pucks over the neutral zone. And um, they had a shift towards the end of the second where Johnny didn't get a deep. He tried to get cute in the offensive blue line, and they pinned us for about two minutes. Um, and uh, our D zone was really good. Our D zone was really good. They had a lot of possession time with um, not a ton of great A's when they had that possession time, so that was a good sign. But in the third, we, we got pucks in behind them and, and made their D turn and, 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 and played down below the goal line where we have to play and create offense. And that's where, obviously, our first goal was generated from, and, and uh, we did that really well in the third period. Coach, what was going through your head when uh, Joey snatched that save and then Look to score in the open net. I, I knew as soon as the kid <laughs> shot it, he was going to try and do that. Um, and I thought it was in. I did. I thought it was in. It would have been um, an unbelievable uh, thing if, if, if it did go in and to get a shutout and a goal against his hometown team um, to sweep them would, would have been really cool. But he, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll make that happen. You know, I know you and Coach York are uh, are close, but. What did he have to say to you about your team after this weekend? I think he was impressed. You know, I, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, that's a that's a really really good team. Like it, you know, they're way better than their record. They're way better than their pairwise ranking. Um, they're just a little bit snake bitten. They've they've struggled to score some goals, and, and obviously when you run into a goalie like ours and 
you're still going to score goals. It's, that's not going to be uh, a great cure. So um, I wouldn't be shocked to see them reel off a bunch of wins. I really wouldn't. Um, and, uh, and and give it a push to, 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 to do what they always do and make a run. So um, great team, one of the best teams we've played all year, easily. NCAA leading six shutout of the season for Joey. What's that like as a coach just to have a goaltender so dominant? It, I mean, it's it's everything. You know, it's 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 one of the huge key components we've been missing up until this year because we were new and he was gaining that experience to to, to be able to play like he is now. And um, you know, he came to ASU because he knew he was going to see a lot of pucks in those first couple of years and get that experience. And we we're going to throw him back in and, and kind of throw him to the wolves. And then it's all paid off. It's all paid off. And um, the kid's just uh, tremendous. Coach, I know you're talking about playing down low a little more in the third period there. Power play goal comes from about five feet out there for Sandu. Was there more of a conscious effort as far as getting pucks to the net to try to first get them low and then get the shots on net? Or how are you trying to accomplish that? Yeah, I mean, 90% of our, our offense is generated from below the goal line. You know, and that, that's just how we have to play. We got big, strong bodies. We're a four-check predicated team. Get in and behind their D, make them turn. Uh, beat them to pucks and, and grind them out, cycle them, and go to work. And that's exactly how we scored uh, the five-on-five five goal from walks to, to groups. It was in the blue paint, and then Steen, um, he's on the power play for the exact reason that uh, we scored. He's a big body in front, tough to handle. Um, you know, uses big body for for you know a screen, and, and the kid didn't control the rebound, and he actually had unbelievable poise to. To you know, slide that over to, to Sandu for the open net. So that was a great play by Steiner. Well, were you a little concerned it was going to turn into a braided box for a while there? A yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was what were the penalties? It was six and six. It was pretty evenly called. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know, yeah, I guess we've had we've had worse we've had worse games <laughs> and six penalties. So um, do we do we need to, to to cut that in about half? Yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to keep it in single digits and. You know, if we can keep the three or three less penalties a game, we're going to be in really good shape. What was it like dealing with their speed offensively, and do you think that that had a factor in your slow starts in the first period of the past? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know their team speed was was the best we've seen all year, um, and, and and there's an adjustment period. You know, I mean, it's you know we go from from Oceanside to here, and, and and even they, I don't think they even had a good start today. They they looked a little bit. Sluggish, and then as soon as they found their legs, you could see their speed. But um, our guys knew they had to play fast, and, and uh, I think over the course of the two games, we did. Well, Coach, you've talked about how the team needs to stay out of the box, but uh, tonight doesn't really happen for you guys. But from your perspective, how do you how do you explain the success you guys had on the PK? Well, uh, good goaltending, um, good goaltending, a lot a lot of really good shot blocking. Our guys, our guys really sold out to, to, to eat pucks tonight. That was really good to see. A lot of guys did it. Um, and I think they had way less block shots on here than, than we actually had. So it's going to be interesting to see when we go back to tape to um, to, to see where, where we're at on that. But uh, our guys just did a great job. You know, our, we've used our kill to get us momentum all year, and it did this weekend, and, and we're proud of those guys. Coach, it's no secret you guys haven't had a whole lot of success in this building, but you battled back to the tie in the shootout win last Saturday and then ride the momentum in, momentum into this weekend. What does it mean for your program that you guys figure out ways to now gain momentum, win games in buildings like this moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's big. You know, I mean, we don't know what the what the, the breakup looks like next year and, and, and how many games we'll play out here, but it's good for our guys' confidence. And, and at the end of the day, after the Clarkson game, 
our guys just needed called out. Like enough's enough. It's not the building. It's not anything other than between the ears. We need to embrace playing in a beautiful facility and the Coyotes um, are incredibly generous to us and, and we're grateful to them for, for the generosity. Um, and, and, and when you have you know a crowd like tonight, it seemed like a pretty good crowd during the game, a little over 3,000 people. Um, you need to give them something to cheer for. You know, while we're building a program, when we get a few thousand people in a building to, to watch us, we have to capitalize on that. And uh, I'm glad that we did against Minnesota State and uh, Boston College. What's the key to taking the success on the road for as long as you're about to? And what's the magic number if you have one for this road trip? The magic number is go get Friday. That's that's our magic number. Um, and, uh, and keep it one game at a time. And the key to success is, is going to be keeping our guys fresh and, and rested. And we're going to be creative about how we how we go about our week this week before a long stretch of travel um, into Cornell, and then we have a week off. But we, we, we have to paramount above everything else, uh, make sure our guys are fresh on Friday. Steen, first of all, congratulations on a great weekend. Can you talk a little bit about your physical style of play this whole weekend? Um, coming in, we knew that they were a very skilled team, and it was our line's job to uh, you know, make it a, as hard on their, on their top lines as we could to uh, I guess make them scared, make them go away, and um, so that's what our line's goal was going out this weekend. And just basically anything we saw, we were trying to hit, and it uh, turned out pretty well. So, you know, when you guys start to close out games like this right now, does that show maturity for you guys? Do you think you're maturing as a hockey club? I think it does. Yeah, if you look back um, three years ago when we first started the program, um, there was a lot of growing pains. I mean, we were a team just going into places hoping to. You know, not lose by too much, and now we're coming in fully expecting to sweep every weekend. And I think that shows a lot of maturity. So uh, yeah, I do. So you're down to ten games left uh, in the regular season. What uh, what do you have to do to uh, get a majority of wins and hopefully get a bid into that NCAA tournament? Honestly, I think just keep doing exactly what we're doing. The uh, the belief in that room right now is it's unlike anything I've ever been a part of. Um, even when we're down, you know, one goals or two goals in a game, there there's never a doubt in anyone's mind on that bench that uh, we're going to come out with that win. So I just think, um, you know, keep playing hard, keep playing the right way, and just keep believing. Everyone's supporting each other so so great, and it's just uh, it's an unbelievable thing to be a part of. That power play assist, puck drop right to you, right in front, but you opted to dish it off to, to mm -hmm. Sandu. What went through your head right there? Um, actually, earlier in the game, there was one that dropped right in front of me, and I tried to just power it through the goalie, but um, he's obviously a good goalie, so the, I said, if I get another one of those, I'm going to try and dish it off to either Sandy and Johnny. And um, it just so happened that it landed right in front of me, and I just kind of held the guy off and saw Sandy was wide open, and just gave him the puck, and he made a, you know, he made a great play to put it in. A little bit of relief to finally get that power play goal? It was getting a little frustrating, for sure. Um, you know, when, when stuff's not going your way, it, it obviously gets frustrating, but um, we just said, you know, keep working hard, keep getting some net front presence, keep ticking it around, and it's going to come. And um, it just happened that, uh, you know, on that power play that everything clicked the right way, and we got, we got one finally. Sounds like that's a common ribbon with you guys this year is, hey, just keep doing what you're doing, keep it going, and eventually things will turn around, and it seems to be working pretty well. Just stick with the game plan. Is that part of that confidence you're talking about? I definitely think so, yeah. We know the way we can play, and um, we know we know what's right and what's wrong when we're playing. So I think our mindset coming into games is just, you know, you can't cheat the game. You can't, uh, you go out there and work hard. You go out there and uh, give it your all. Good stuff is going to happen, and we firmly believe that 
we go out there and we outwork the other team every night, then good stuff's gonna happen. Like I said, you can't. My junior coach told me that way back when. He said you can never cheat the game, and it's one of the uh, you know something I've lived my hockey career by. Steen, your seniors had a high motor all weekend long. Um, how how hungry do you think these guys are pushing for that NCAA tournament bid? Oh, obviously very hungry. I mean, those guys are the ones who came in and um, started the program from day one. So they've been through they've been through a lot of bad experiences through this, with you know like the the eight one defeats and stuff like that. So I think um, those seniors are very hungry and you know, everyone else for the team is really trying to do this for them as well, just because, you know, of the you know, some of the bad experiences that may have come across with them. So we're really trying to send them out with uh, a, an unforgettable year for sure. Well it's another shout out, Joey. Uh, we thought we were gonna add a goal to that. Tell me what was going through your head with that save and, and quick shot. Uh you know, it's funny because he was skating down the down the center there, and I saw him wind up, and I was like, "Please be on net so I can catch it, put it down, and, and fire it." Uh, I shot earlier this year at Princeton. I didn't get get great wood on it, and this time I really felt like I got a good shot off. Um, you know, it just didn't wasn't my day, wasn't my night to score, but I'll take the shutout. <laughs> Making a couple of big saves early. What was that like? Just to give your team an opportunity to kind of get their legs on them and then score a goal later. Yeah, it was good. I mean. You know, anytime you start a game, you just want to try to um, give your team a chance to get into it. Sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, you're going to start off on the strong foot, and, and sometimes maybe you'll start off on your back foot. So, um, my job is, is just try to get us, um, you know, through to that point where we find our legs, and um, you know, we found them tonight and, and found a way to get two points. Joe, it was your sixth shutout of the season, NCAA leading. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and and how have you been so dominant this season? You know, I think it's cool, but I think it's a team stat. I don't think it's a personal stat. Um, I can think of you know five or six different unbelievable block shots um, today. You know, specifically Jared Corley had a couple of really nice ones. Um, you know, it, I think a shutout is a team. Like I said, it's I think it's a team stat. Um, you know, I just get I just get the number next to my name. You mentioned the team stat. What do you think of your defenseman not only blocking shots but just in front of you tying some guys up in front of the net? eliminating a couple scoring opportunities. Yeah, they're outstanding. Um, it's the best since I've been here, um, especially the young guys, the young freshmen, and, and um, you know, the older guys too. They're, they're a really good cohesive unit, and all of us work really well together. Um, and, and they were really good tonight, as they have been all year. Last question. How's it feel for you to beat BC twice in a weekend? What's that mean to you personally? Uh, I can't even explain. BC, you know, growing up in the Boston area, everybody wants to go to BC or BU. Um, BC was my dream school growing up, um, so it's pretty, pretty special to beat them. Want to do something fun and interesting for your next group outing, family get-together, or birthday party? Well, check out an ice rental at Oceanside Ice Arena. Oceanside offers private skating group rates that include figure or hockey skate rental for all skaters in the group. Oceanside also does private ice rental for hockey and other events as well. Call Adam Mims at 480-941-0944, extension 11, or visit them online at OceansideIceArena.net. Well, it's uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, another special edition. I got Coach York with me from Boston College. I know for sure, Coach, this is not the way you wanted to play the weekend, but thoughts on the weekend overall? Well, it's actually the way we wanted to play this weekend. I thought we played smart, we played hard. Uh, we were, I thought, very thorough in all three zones. 
Uh, but you got to score goals. Right. You know, now, are we getting enough chances? Uh, absolutely. We had 37 shots on goal last night, some really high quality shots. Uh, again, tonight, you know, we're in the 30s, I think, or high 20s. Uh, you know, Joey Decord played outstanding both nights, but that's still that's kind of an excuse for not scoring goals. You've got to f find ways to score goals, and because no matter how well we play, if you don't score, you're not going to win games. Uh, so, you know, basically, you know, tight, tight games both nights, but no goals. Right. Uh, so I thought we played well, we competed hard, but we've got to be able to bury some pucks. So we talk about uh, the fact that you guys struggle a little bit non-conference-wise, but your record within the Hockey East is very, very good, right? You're still leading those guys. So what's the difference? What's happening? Every game's different. You know, you can't uh, assume this, assume that. But what, what we can do is think that now it's January goes into February and February goes into March. We can get better and better and figure out this goal scoring. Right. Uh, stay like we are, I think, not giving up a lot of goals. And we'll be a dangerous team down the, down the stretch. We have the, you know, our league championships. We have bean pots. We have uh, a path to get to the nationals by winning our conference. Uh, so those are all objectives for us, and uh, we've got to uh, just keep grinding. You know, I said a couple of things to you last night about hockey in the desert southwest and the growth of it, and I know that you and Coach Powers have, have discussed things a little bit, but give me your thoughts again, if you could, how important this is to college hockey to have a program out here. Well, I think any time a, a, a program, a different geographical area, but a program that represents a Power Five conference, you know, whether it was Penn State with the Big Ten or, or you know, Boston College, an old, but with the ACC. It's, but the new teams coming in that have that credibility right away, and Arizona State certainly has that. Uh, with their new rink coming up, I think it's a, it's a home run. It's, uh, you know, they're going to have a choice of going to any conference they want once their campus rink gets. You know, finish. So, uh, so I hope they look at hockey East because, uh, you know, I think that it's not in a geographical footprint, right. but certainly the flight's not that bad and everything's close by. So, Coach Powers and I have talked about that a little bit uh, in our weekly conversations, but how realistic do you think that is? Do you think it is a possibility? Well, from my vantage point, it is. Now, you know, the athletic directors are the ones that do this, but, you know, we're sitting at 11 teams and that's certainly a, a difficult. Uh, scheduling proposition for you know who plays who and you, it's an imbalanced and uh, so I think it's a it's a possibility from my from my perspective Can you talk just a little bit about what it was like logistically for you guys coming out here do you have any problems at all or was able to get in and out and playing games at two different arenas well we, we had a, a charter so it made it a lot easier for us and you know we flew into South Bend and and played Notre Dame and then flew right to Phoenix and so the travel has been you know we've been going a long time seven seven days now <laughs> Uh, but I, I think it was, you know, if you just go directly Boston to Phoenix, right. you know, certainly uh, it's not that big a deal for us. What did you think about the crowds out here, especially tonight at uh, at Gila River? We had, I'm hearing around 3,000, but okay. a good crowd, right? Yeah, you know, I, I really, I'm looking straight across. You know, the, <laughs> the yeah, the people all behind me, so I never got a good vantage point of, but that's good they got 3,000. That's, uh, you know, I think it's, there's a growing, uh, sport here you know and I think the people are going to start really enjoying not only the Coyotes right. but also good ASU hockey. You know and I didn't get a real chance to visit with you about Oceanside but it's a quaint venue we call it the friendly confines of Oceanside uh, Ice <laughs> Arena but what were your thoughts playing there last night? I had no problem at all with it you know I thought it was uh, 
a fun place to play, a good environment, a good support by the people. And, you know, once hockey starts, you know, you don't need 8,000 seats and, you know, uh, but it is fun to play in Gila Arena, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, I didn't, I had no problem at all with the Oceanside. Coach, I appreciate your time and everything you've done for hockey all the way along, especially college hockey, and we look forward to seeing some more success from Boston College in the future. Yeah, thank you. We are too. Well, appreciate it. another college hockey game, another college hockey Southwest Weekly in the books. Tom Callahan, give me your thoughts on a sweep of Boston College for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, impressive uh, that they're able to pull it off and get through it. Joey Decord had an excellent game tonight, picks up his sixth shutout of the year. And uh, you know what? Uh, Coach Powers said he stole that game. Um, I would I don't know that he stole it, but he certainly uh, got them the win. Uh, I, I think that ASU at times did not play their best hockey tonight. Uh, maybe even on the weekend hadn't played their best hockey, but they found ways to win, and they generated a couple of goals when they needed to. And, Scott, you and I were talking about it during the game, and I think that that's what hits me most about this Sun Devils team. We see them play games where maybe they don't play 60 minutes. Maybe they don't play their best complete effort, but they're finding ways to win. And to me, that's actually the most encouraging thing is that they are finding ways to win. They are coming together when they need to. They're getting the goals when they need to. What's it going to be like when they put it together? That's what I'm interested to see. So do you think it's a sense of maturity for this Sunderbilt team for them to be able to go out and especially close games out like they did last night and tonight they were able to actually shut teams down and when they went to the empty net and the, and the fifth attacker or sixth attacker, they were uh, they were dominating. Yeah, they, they played really well. They grouped up well, blocked shots. Uh, they, they sacrificed the body, got in front of the puck. They did a nice job clogging the lanes on, on BC. They couldn't get pucks through for the most part. And, and when they did, Decord made the saves. Uh, a couple of goalposts along the way, too. Never never hurts. Never hurts. Um, but I, I don't know, Scott, even so much it's maturity. I The word I would pick is experience. I think every time you face that situation, you learn something. You get better. Uh, and you take something away from that. And I think the more like, this is a season of firsts we say it all the time for this team it's a season of firsts but for a lot of these players even though they've won at other levels they haven't done it at the NCAA division one level right. now they're learning and they're learning how to do it here and they're having success in these situations and I think credit to coach powers putting the right guys in the right spots at the right time um, but as they learn and they gain that experience that's just another notch in the gun belt and they will continue to get better and better well, as I look on my calendar, I have a magic number of six now, which means we have 16 wins. I keep saying 22 is going to be that magic number of wins needed to be considered for an NCAA tournament. But now we're down to almost single digits. we got 10 games left in the season. What has to be done for the Sun Devil team to achieve their goal, which is making an NCAA tournament? They have to play like they played in the third period tonight all the time, especially on the road. There's only two home games left, uh, and that means that with 80% of your remaining games on the road, Good math, you've, yeah, you've <laughs> got to tighten up. You've got to be able to nail it down, just like they did tonight at the end of the game. And, and credit to these guys, because they did a great job, and, and yeah, BC's struggling to score goals a little bit, but it's not for lack of trying. Um, they did play pretty well, just couldn't solve Decord and uh, couldn't get pucks through at the end of the right time. So um, they're going to need to play a lot like that. They're going to have to weather some storms and some hostile buildings. Um, and again, 
this is another part of the learning process as they go on the road. And I think that earlier road trip to Penn State is actually going to be a big help to them now come this part of the season because they've gone into an intimidating building. They've shown that they can hang with a big-time team. And now they believe they themselves are a big-time team, and I think they're right. Well, Tom, it's a uh, 2 nothing shutout for Joey Decord and the Arizona State Sun Devils here at Gila River Arena. Last night, 5-2, to two, a victory for the Sun Devils, so they get another sweep. It's a sweep of a storied program with a storied coach. We had a chance to visit with uh, Coach York, and, uh, you know, what a class act. He's gracious in wins, losses. It doesn't matter. This man is out here to grow the game of hockey. Yeah, Coach York, and that was my words exactly, class act. What a, what a, a gentleman in defeat. Um, and does want to grow the game of hockey, is enthusiastic to see uh, the game growing here in the desert southwest and, and wants to. And you know what? I want to see that, too. I want everybody to pick up a hockey stick and discover this game because it's great. I want people to fill these seats because it's it's awesome. I love it more than any other sport in the world. And you know what, Scott? I think that um, when you get those kids who grow up aspiring to maybe not only be uh, coyotes or kings or ducks, uh, but now maybe sun devils as right. well. Uh, I think that that's pretty cool, and, and that is where the seeds are planted. Well, a little over 3,000, I was told, in the building tonight, and uh, there were a lot of youngsters. A lot of You commented a couple times to me about a lot of youngsters with the, uh, the Sun Devil, the Sparky on the front of their hockey jerseys, and definitely a good sign for college hockey in the desert southwest. Well, absolutely, and you know what? If you're a fan of college sports and you grow up cheering for the Sun Devils, uh, maybe your parents went here, an aunt, an uncle, brother, older brother, sister, uh, but then you, you get behind a sport, you start to cheer for the team, you, you cheer for the logo, you wear the colors. Next thing you know, you're going to hockey games, football games, basketball games, uh, and you know you pick up those sports along the way, too, because that's what your school does, and, and in this case, does well. And if this college hockey team continues to be a ranked national contender uh people are going to gravitate to it left and right well as we wrap things up here i do want to throw out a couple of thank yous to our between the period guests we had uh max and kara nyson come in and, and their signs with the uh, hashtag joey for richter and johnny for hobie which was great it's great to see the young kids out here so i want to thank them for spending some time with us also the chance to visit with uh Jeff Walker. So you got a chance to see the BC side of him and the Arizona Sun Devil side of him, Johnny Walker's father, of course. And of course, we had a nice chance to visit with Jerry York to wrap things up tonight, which was, uh, like I said, you know, the winningest coach of all time in college hockey. And for him to take time after a sweep, I know it was tough on him to spend time and talk with us. It was just fantastic. Absolutely. And you know what? It, it's a nice weekend. Again, for Arizona State hockey, we talk another sweep, um, you know, 16 wins on the year now. It's just a lot of firsts for this program. But make no mistake, the season's not over yet, Scott. There's a lot of hockey left to be played for this team, and I'm looking forward to every game of it, and uh, hopefully there's more than 10 left. Absolutely. Stick with us on uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly every week. We'll keep you updated, and as things get a little closer to the end of the season, we're going to try to get out on the road and, and bring you some coverage live from the road. That's the hope. I hope we're able to pull that off. But in the meantime, folks, if you haven't seen this team, you got one chance left to come down and see them at Oceanside. Uh, just two home games left. So you know what? And if not, hey, keep it right here. We'll keep you covered as much as we can on the Sun Devils program as they uh, shoot for the tournament. All right. So for uh, myself, Scott Strandy, and my man, Tom Callahan, let's say goodnight from Gila River Arena.